What's up, everyone? This is Burgers and Brats. I'm your host, Braxton Poe, with co-host Matthew Marks. Now, we're going to talk a little college football, NFL, NBA, and then a steer named Knickers down under. But first, we got this new topic called What's Cooking on the Grill? We're going to start with Baker Mayfield and Hugh Jackson. You want to start off, Matt? Yeah, so Baker Mayfield is in hot water with... Uh, maybe hot maybe hot water is a too strong of a term because you got people that are okay with this. But let me tell you what he said. So he made some comments about his former head coach, Hugh Jackson. And he said the other day, a quote, left Cleveland, goes down, down to Cincinnati. I don't know. It's just somebody that was in our locker room asking for us to play for him. And then he goes to a different team. We play twice a year. Everyone can have their spin on it, but that's how I feel, end quote. So that's Baker Mayfield talking about his former head coach. Now, he said something else today. What did he say? What did he say? He said today uh, that he doesn't really regret calling Hugh Jackson fake. Uh, He said, quote, although I'm an athlete, I'm not a cookie-cutter quarterback. Never have been, never will be. I speak my mind. That's how I am. I didn't like the move, and people don't have to care, end quote. So, Braxton, i got to ask you. Baker Mayfield made these comments, not happy Hugh Jackson went to a division rival right after he was canned from Cleveland. What's your take on that? I'm okay with what he said. He probably should not have called Hugh fake. Uh, you, probably, you should not call a former coach fake or any coach fake. But I see where he's coming from, going to a team that's in the same state as you, which the Browns do not like the Bengals. And, but... Good thing Hugh left because Baker Mayfield has been playing off the charts and the whole team since he's been gone. You want to hear some stats? Let's hear them. All right, so with Hugh Jackson, Baker Mayfield's completion percentage, 58.3. Without, 73.9. Yards per pass, with Hugh, 6.6. Without, 8.8. Here's a big one. TD interceptions, 8 and 6, and then 9 and 1 without Hugh. That's those are some yeah, big changes. It's definitely a big difference, and and you have to look at it because whatever side you lean on, if you lean with Baker, who you know at Oklahoma he was very passionate about what he says. He will let you know how, what he's thinking. He's not afraid about that. Then if you're on Hugh Jackson's side, you're like, well, he's a former coach. A rookie can't talk to a coach like that. Are you kidding me? It's either way you look at it. But let me tell you this. Hugh Jackson was not the right coach for Baker Mayfield. In fact, really not a good head coach. Look at his record. 11-44-1 as an NFL head coach. One year he was with Oakland, he was 8-8. Best record. Not bad, not great for a coach, but 8-8, not a bad season. With Cleveland, three wins, 36 losses, and a tie. Wow. That's not good. And so, look, you look at that. Whatever you think about it, Baker Mayfield, I like the move. He's, he's a rookie that he's not acting like a rookie. Let him own no. the place. Let the rookie talk and be himself. Yeah, he speaks his mind, and you can tell the players love it. They get behind it. They love what he says. They love how he's the leader and that the other players don't have to say it, but they can get behind Baker. Yeah, I just, it's, I just, I, I think, you know, I think it's overblown. You look at what these, other sports writers and media guys are talking about Baker, and it it's kind of ridiculous. It's overblown. They're, they're blowing it out of proportion and bringing in other things like, I mean, 
it just let him talk. Let him be. Let Baker be Baker, and he has his right to an opinion. Now, Hugh Jackson, it's a business decision. We don't know his motives. It very well could be a business decision that he left. But I'm not a fan personally of going to a division rival midseason. Especially, he was fired, I believe, October 29th. We're not even a month there yet. And he's already been with that team for a couple of weeks. So it didn't take him long to jump ship and go to a rival. But I'm going to tell you this. If Baker, well, we've seen Baker. Baker wins. Baker will find a way. And Baker has already won up Hugh Jackson. And this, I don't think Baker needed to... Again, maybe it's the media taking his comments. Of course, they're going to comment on it. But I don't think Baker really needed to pick this fight. But he, he just stay in his opinion. Like, we're staying our opinions. Hugh, Hugh Jackson should not have gone on that tour after he got fired and talked um, rudely on Baker and the Browns and what they did. Because he was just trying to be relevant still so he could stay in a coaching position because... No one else wants him besides, of course, Marvin Lewis because he doesn't know how to win either. So, I mean, that's a perfect fit. But he's just trying to – Hugh is just trying to stay relevant so he could get another gig because if a few years from now, if no one even knew where he was, he would never have gotten a job again. Yeah, I don't, he just had to stay relevant. Oh, I don't think Hugh Jackson's going to get another job. I don't think – I mean, as an offensive coordinator, which he's been with, with you know a few teams, multiple teams – as an OC, I think, yeah, maybe, but he, I don't think he should be a head coach again. I mean, look how bad that record is. Cleveland was the laughing stock of the league, and they're trying to get you know out of that. Hugh Jackson's been their coach. I mean, at one point, what, they lost, they were 0-15, 0-16? Yes. Won, won one game in one, two seasons. Yeah, one, yeah. That's sad. I mean, even if you're the worst team, you can find ways to not just have one loss, one win. So... I don't know. All right. That's your NFL news for the day. Or I guess we got another segment called Overrated and Underrated. Gonna, me and Matt are going to pick our two teams from NFC and the AFC. See who we think are Super Bowl contenders and who are Super Bowl pretenders. So, Matt, would you want to start that off? Yeah. So, um, in the NFL, we've got um, my overrated team, um, New England Patriots. 8-3 this season. Um, they are the top of the AFCs, but I mean, look, let me break this down for you, Braxton, because this is why everyone is like, oh, Patriots, they're going to be so great again. No, they're not. They know how to win, though. In the oh, yeah, playoffs. they know how to win, but look at their division. Look who they're playing. I mean, come on. The Dolphins, 5-6. and six. Wow. The Bills, 4-7. and seven. Wow. And, oh, here we go. The New York Jets, 3-8. and eight. Three and eight. That's terrible. The Patriots are five and zero oh at home, but they've got wins over the Texans. Who that was before the Texans? They, before Texans they got super hot. So the Texans are doing well now. The Dolphins start off hot, not anymore. Colts, eh? Chiefs, Chiefs are good. They got that win. That was a great win. A Sunday night football game. The Chiefs at Foxborough. And, though. Yes, that was that was a good game. Good to watch. And the Packers. Packers aren't great. But their three losses come on the road. They're three and three on the road. They lost to the Jags. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Titans. And you know what the record of those three teams are? 12 and 21. Wow. They did beat the Bears, the Bills, and the Jets. I'll give them that Bears win, but Bills, Jets, come on. Look at the record. Overrated. Tom Brady's 41 years old. Tom Brady's completion rate, 65%. He's got 19 touchdowns, which is 15th among QBs. Seven interceptions. 
He had eight all of last year. He'll surpass that. He, I will say he had zero in the last four games, so he's done better. But they've got the Vikings, Dolphins, and Steelers coming up. They're going to lose to the Vikings. They're going to lose to the Steelers. They'll beat the Dolphins again because the Dolphins are trash. But I'm telling you, Patriots are overrated. Well, funny you mention the Steelers because they're my overrated team. 7-3-1, and one, tie to the Browns, lose to the Ravens, Broncos. Chiefs, was, Chiefs are a good team, so I can see that. But the loss to the Ravens, they are not good this year. Broncos... They're coming up. You thought their season was over, but they've won two games against Chargers and now the Steelers. But they should not have lost that game. They did not get James Conner going at all. They've been Big Ben threw the ball 56 times that game. Why would you not run James Conner? And then they're one field goal away from being 7-4 and losing to the Browns in overtime, but the Browns did not have a kicker for a few weeks. And Big Ben's 36 years old. The Steelers do have the sixth best defense, the number four offense, so I mean, they're pretty well balanced. So we'll see. But speaking of the Steelers, and did you see what Le'Veon Bell said? I, I, I saw a little bit. About the Colts? I'm telling you, what's going on there? Le'Veon Bell to the Colts, that, that'd be a dominant team. That could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be how great good the to Colts see Le'Veon playing. play, yeah. finally. Yeah, that would be nice, too. That'd be... Andrew Luck, Le'Veon Bell. Woo. All right, now, underrated. I'm going with the 8-3 Chicago Bears. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. They're one stop away from beating Aaron Rodgers. Went out with that leg injury, got zoinked up on medications, came back in, game-winning drive. That's Aaron Rodgers, though. And then OT lost to Miami, so field goal or touchdown, go either way. That's 8-1. and one. And then a seven-point loss to New England on the road. This team, they could be, what, 11-0, and 0, almost. And then they got Quill Mack, Trubisky, Jordan Howard, and then defense. Eddie Jackson, four interceptions, two touchdowns, and one awesome Thanksgiving celebration. Chicago, they're believing in this team. I think they can make a run to the Super Bowl. NFC's not that strong. I think they've got a real chance. Think they got a shot. Think they got a shot. The Bears got a shot. The Bears not got as good a shot. as the eight, 1985 team, but and Mike Dicka would still be proud, you know. Probably is. Well, I got to tell you this. Everyone is talking about the Los Angeles Rams, but they are not talking about a team that is sneaking up on them, the Los Angeles Chargers. No. And that's who I've got as no. my underrated team. This team is 8-3, a game back of Kansas City in the AFC West. The only losses have come from, oh wait, Kansas City, the Rams, and the Broncos. The Broncos. The Broncos. Those are the three losses. Phillip Rivers, 26 touchdowns this season. His last game against the Arizona Cardinals, he started off the game 25-25. for 25, Tied an NFL record right I there. I saw that. I saw that. All right. Rivers has six interceptions on the season. The last time he finished under 10 interceptions was back in 2009 when he had nine. This is a guy that, you know, if you, you talk fantasy, you got Phillip Rivers, you kind of know he's going to throw a pick maybe every game or something. He's had high interception rates the last couple years, but now he's doing really well. They've got upcoming games against the Steelers, Bengals, and Chiefs. Okay, this Steelers game is going to be pretty tough because it is going to be at Pittsburgh, but I think they can pull it off. I think they can pull it off. Bengals, that's a win. 
Chiefs, can they avenge that loss? So I'm telling you, probably not. Start talking about the Chargers because they're coming. Not with Philip Rivers at the helm. Nope. I'm not a believer. He's having an incredible season. Wait till the playoffs. Start believing. If they can make the playoffs. Start believing. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, we're going to shift gears to the college football playoff. Talked a lot about it on our last podcast. We're just going to skim through this, see what we saw on last night, Tuesday night. So the new rankings, Bama at one, Clemson at two, Notre Dame at three, no surprise at all. Then we got Georgia at the four spot. And then a big surprise to some, not to us though, OU at five, OSU at six. What are your takeaways, Matt? Well, you know, we'll talk more about this later in the week, so I'm just going to keep it plain and simple. They got it right. They got it right. I mean, they made a right decision to put OU in front of Ohio State, and I know I'm an OU fan. I'll say that, but bias. Look at it. Look at it. I'll tell you this bias. No, I'm just kidding. But look at this. We talked about it last time, too. Ohio State lost to an unranked Purdue by 29, and OU lost to a ranked Texas team. A very high-ranked Texas team by three. And they get to avenge it. They can avenge it. So, for me, they got it right, and I can't wait to see what's going on. I, d- I didn't get to watch the show, but I heard they didn't even mention the 29-point loss to Purdue. No. That's what I heard. They didn't. Wow. See, this is the first time I think the committee's got it right. They're usually a few spots off, except for, have you seen the top ten? Yes. LSU and Florida are still in the top ten. With three losses. Yeah, LSU for sure. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what else to think about that. 74 I mean, points? No, you should not be in the top 10. If you're a defensive SEC. Or Florida. No, they should have had another loss to Vanderbilt. But we'll see how, we'll see how next week turns out with the number four and five spot. Georgia's probably going to drop out. But, all right, to our big, big story of the day. Uh-oh. We got a steer named Nickers. So, like the Knickerbockers. Yeah, the, the Knickerbockers. Not the Knicks, but a steer named Nickers in Australia, down under. You know how big this cow is? Her is pretty big. It's too big to slaughter. Wow. The cow is six feet, four inches, Oh my gosh. And weighs 1.4 tons. Imagine having that as a family pet. <laughs> Can you? That, yeah, no, that wouldn't, work. That wouldn't you, work. You can't find a dog bed big enough. Think about a dog house for that. Yeah. You have to have a mansion. Yeah, a nice house. It's a house for four. 1.4 tons is 2,800 pounds, Matt. Wow. Here, here are some comparisons. The average cow height is 4.5 feet. The weight, 1,000 pounds. So that's a pretty big difference. But the, the seven-year-old Nickers is going to live out his life without being slaughtered down in Perth, Australia. So that's nice. That's nice to hear. I think he should get a museum. He should. He should. When he dies or? No, just now. Just now? Just put he him in have, a museum? I mean, you know, he should have his own little area. And like, people should come and like see this. I mean, this is like, it's got to be historical, it, right? Actually, I think I heard that there was a six-foot seven cow in Italy. Oh. I'm not for sure. I haven't looked it up, but I think second he owns the record. Place. I think he's got second. Well, now I've lost interest. 
I know. You gotta be first. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're not for sure on the one in Italy. But no, that is a that is a pretty cool story. Uh, one of those unique things that's like you know, you, every day you gotta go through Twitter or something or just the internet and find something random to like brighten your day. That story, when you told me about it, and I looked at it and I saw the picture. I'm like, whoa, that just made my day. <laughs> it I'm just is gonna huge. say that just made my day. So, hey, but but speaking of Twitter, you can still follow us on Burgers and Brats. We're getting up there. Our Twitter followers are getting up there. You like how I did that segue right there? I, I did. I set you up right there. I Give did. Me the Thank assist. you. Nice. Give me the assist. <laughs> Let's go. Nice, Matt. All right, so now we're going MBA. Mm, let's talk about it. Let's see. My, let's go over our biggest surprise of the season. All right, my biggest surprise of the season is the Boston Celtics. Wow. Yeah. How, how are they? What, 10 and 11? 11 and 10. 11 and they 10. Got barely, they got over 500 11. now. They, but At this point in the season, I thought they would have, like, one loss. One loss. Gordon Hayward back, Kyrie Irving back. This team looks so dominant on paper. Yeah, it was Kyrie that said the other day that, um, you know, I think it was after played Dallas. That it was just, like, kind of hit rock bottom. And you're thinking, how are, how are they this bad? When they were just so good last year and they didn't have their two stars. I mean, I, they had to come together when you, they didn't have the, you know, Hayward went out opening night. And you had to come together for that. But now they got everyone back and it's like, you wonder if there's too many cooks in the kitchen, too many personalities, something's not meshing right. And for head coach Brad Stevens, you got to turn that around quickly. A lot of people said, you know, Celtics are going to be up there, you know, maybe making the finals again or should be making the finals. So... Yeah, no. they're they're in the sixth seed now. Yeah, I still expect them to get the one or two seed. I don't think they're going to catch Toronto. Toronto's just looking fantastic right now. Toronto does look really good with only four losses. Um, and yeah, I mean that's uh, um, their coach, Coach Nurse. Forgot his first name, blanking right here. But uh, you know, replaced Dwayne Casey, and uh, I mean they've been really well. And they have now uh, Kawhi. Yeah, so they've got a really good team. And in the Western Conference, what about the Los Angeles Clippers? What's going on with them? How how are they atop the West? If you're a betting man, you put money on the Clippers being first place at any point in the season. No. I mean, come on. So, no, that's a big shock. It's a big shock, so I agree. Um, let me tell you kind of who, who I'm thinking in the NBA. Uh, going back to the East, I'm looking at Orlando. Now, Orlando last year, you know, they didn't, they didn't make the playoffs, but they're over 500 at 11 and 10 right now. Um, and they, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're playing right now, playing Portland. Um, so we'll see how that record changes. But, I mean, they're, they're looking better, which, you know, they got Mobamba now, great rookie, you know, so it'll be fun to good see. Song. What, yeah, good, good song. Good song, too. You know, we'll see. Um, my other kind of big surprise is kind of a negative one. How bad the Houston Rockets have been in the West. They don't even have Carmelo Anthony, so you can't blame him now. No, and uh, we can get a whole conversation on Melo because I said he was a cancer to the Oklahoma City Thunder last year, and I was right. And it proved to be not a fit in Houston. Where's he a fit now? I don't know. I don't think... Should he retire? Uh, maybe he can play for someone else, but play for a really bad team because otherwise Phoenix. they're not going to get any better. Yeah, put him on Phoenix or Cleveland. Um, but Houston is nine and eleven. You've got James Harden. You've still got Clint Capella. Um, Chris Paul's out right now, but how are they nine and eleven? And they were worse, and they actually rebounded and got 
you know, try to narrow that win-loss gap, but they just they lost tonight to the Dallas Mavericks by like 20-something. That's so, embarrassing to the uh, Mavericks. The Mavericks are coming back. They're 10-9. and nine. And I will say okay. that I'm a Mavericks fan, and I'm happy about that. First time we've been over 500, and it's been quite a while. So do the Rockets make the playoffs? Well, let me tell you this. It With the Clippers, Golden State, the Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City Thunder in those top four spots, it, it really, I think it's going to be those four teams. You've got right now Memphis, Portland, Lakers, and I think now the Dallas Mavericks, the way it's shaping out, rounding out the top, uh, you know, five through eight, and then a lot of others. Houston, I mean, look, it's early on in the season. It's 20 games. Houston can make a, a run of, you know, win five or six in a row, and then, whoa, they're right in the thick of things. Um, I think they will make the playoffs, but it is concerning how they've gone off to a very, very, very slow start. And, you know, if you're Mike D'Antoni, you've got to get that team back on track. You've really got to get something moving quickly because right now the way things are placed, uh, they're in 13th and only above Utah and a very, very young Phoenix team. Now, that's embarrassing. If Even if the Rockets were bad, you'd think maybe they'd be a 7, 8, or 9, but they were a 13. That's The West right now is a mess. Yeah, the West is wide open, which is surprising to a lot of people, especially how the Clippers are on top. Warriors are in second, Denver, OKC, third and fourth. But I'm surprised also by this Utah team. They finished third or fourth last year, and now they're in the 14th spot. Yeah, they're not. What, what's going on with Donovan Mitchell? They don't have it figured out right now. They've got to get some pieces going together. And then i got to tell you one thing real quick, too, about kind of another takeaway from the East. Um, Chicago, the Bulls. Now, they've got Zach Levine, they've got um, uh, Valentin, um, Denzel Valentin, they've got, you know, they've got a very young core, right? I think at some point this season they are going to fire Fred Hoiberg as their head coach. He's been very unimpressive as a head coach. The first year he was there, they were 42 and 40, they missed the playoffs, and they've been just taking a step back since then. Now, you can blame Bulls management, and I do. Bulls management doesn't know what they're doing, <laughs> but they're not, I mean, they've traded people, they're going young. They had that one year they got Dwayne Wade, they got Rajon Rondo. I mean, they're just throwing pieces together and it's not working, but Chicago's five and 17 now, which is, I mean, tied with the Hawks. I mean, and then you've got Cleveland as the worst group in the East. They've um, had some impressive wins, though, lately. Are you a Cavs fan? No, nah, I'm not. Okay. Not since LeBron left. Uh, <laughs> just like everyone else, right? <laughs> no, but I think Chicago will be I – think, I think Cleveland and the Hawks can get out of it. I think Chicago is going to be the worst team in the East. Um, just because I just – their only wins came against – and they, a couple of their wins were very close wins, like a point or two. But they only beat Atlanta. They beat Charlotte, I believe, by two. They beat the Knicks, beat Cleveland by like one. I mean, Phoenix, I mean, yeah, you're, good job. You're beating the Hawks and Cleveland. They're the only teams behind you as worse. Yeah. That's just sad. The Bulls haven't been good since about 2013. So yeah, we'll see when that starts to trend up. But, you know, another dark horse in the East, Detroit. Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin playing great basketball. Blake Griffin is playing amazing basketball. Everyone was like, oh, he's out of his prime. He's not anywhere near as good as he was a few years ago, but he's proven people wrong, dropping 50 apiece games. Yeah, not a lot of people talk about Detroit, and they're silently creeping their way. They're in fifth place right now, so that's a team to watch. Could they even crack the top three before the season's up? That's I think they do. Very well could. 
So it'll be something to watch. So I'm excited. But uh, So who do you think your predictions by the end of the season, who do you have as your top three or four teams in each conference? Eastern Conference, you got to go Toronto, just what they've been doing with Kawhi. And then, like I said earlier, I think the Boston Celtics can rebound and get up there because they made the conference finals last year, lost, got swept. But I think they can rebound and make it up, make it a very interesting series. But I think the Raptors would take it in at least six games. What about your Easter Conference? So I've got, I've got Toronto, Boston, and Philly. I mean, it's just yeah, kind of Philly, similar to what you got last year. But Philly will be interesting because they they want to get rid of Mark Markel Fultz. We'll see how that goes. Jimmy Butler came out and said that they're all in his corner, but I don't think Jimmy Butler really is because he's a narcissist. <laughs> Only plays for himself. Wow, strong words. Yeah, yep. Strong words. And what about the West? Who do you got in there? Who are you thinking? I got the Warriors. That shouldn't surprise anyone. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, actually, because I do not want to see the Warriors in the conference finals. I don't think anyone does. But then... The Denver Nuggets. Maybe a little bias there. I'm a Nuggets fan, but look what they're doing. Third seed. They did lose five, six in a row when they were at the top, so that hurt. They could have an insane record right now and be way ahead of everyone else. But Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, they're just playing outstanding basketball. Their sixth man, Monte Morris, is playing amazing. I And the way they move the basketball, Mike Malone's got them believing you see what he said about Lakers, Warriors, and Celtics fans? Yeah, get out, right? Yeah, he told them to get out of their house because Nuggets just keep beating them. So, I mean, we'll Go see. Go home. Yep, get out of there. Get out of Denver. So, I think Warriors and Nuggets, but Warriors will prevail. I think it will be six-game series as well. Yeah? Yeah. I've got Golden State. I've also got Denver, and I think round out the top three, Oklahoma City. I mean, you've got Russell Westbrook, and you've got Paul George. You got Steven Adams. Yeah, we were surprised by how they played early in the season. What, 0-6? Well, yeah, well, they start out uh, 0-4, I believe, 4? without, yeah, without uh, Westbrook, and then he came back, and, you know, they picked it up big time. I mean, they really have looked looked good. And that's a that's a team you don't want to mess with. But I, I will say, and, and I've said this, that it's a team that really is a disappointment every time in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they, they – I can get into a whole other segment, and I'm not going to anger Oklahoma City Thunder fans, but I would love to have that argument later later in the <laughs> as the season progresses. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think right now they're going to be your three uh, top three. Um, but I, I I don't think Clippers are going to stay no. at the top. I think this is just a hot start. I think they're going to come back down to earth. But I think they they should be a playoff team. I don't think they would drop as far as losing it, but I expect to see them maybe as a four or five. Yeah. Um, and the so. Thunder, they just can't find a way to advance in the playoffs. Last year, they should not have lost to that Jazz team. That was just embarrassing. And then you wonder about how Westbrook plays with his teammates. I think he's a great team player. Do you? Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. He's an all-star. He's a super, <laughs> yeah. superstar. I think the players around him benefit whenever he plays. But this team can get so hot, so cold, even when Westbrook just jacks up a bunch of threes, which he shouldn't take. But you got to take the good with the bad if you're a Thunder fan. So, in the finals, Raptors-Warriors. Raptors win four games of three. Game seven, I think the Raptors finally find a way to win in the playoffs. They take down the Warriors. 
What are you thinking? Wow. So you got you got the Raptors making to the finals. I do. You know, because they've always gotten knocked out they, early. They got so. the new coach. I think they can do it. They've got to they've got to make some moves. Well, hey, I've got I'm sticking with it. Said it before the season. I still think it's going to be a Celtics Golden State matchup, and I think the Celtics can beat them. But right now, the Celtics are kind of proving me that they need to get their act together. But I'm still going to stick with them. I have a huge respect for Brad Stevens. A great coach. Um, like the way he runs the franchise uh, there. So, but he's got to get that team in shape. But I think the Celtics can take down the Warriors. Um, just got to make it. Yeah. Just got to make it. We'll so. see. Thunder Raptors don't have that great of history in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I think this year can be different for both of them as long as they play the best. But speaking of the Raptors, have you seen what Kawhi Leonard did? Signed with New Balance. I did see that. Instead of a four-year, $22 million deal with Nike and Jordan. What? That is the hey. most Kawhi Leonard thing ever. New Balance needs the face of their franchise. That is the most Kawhi boring. Leonard. The most boring. <laughs> That's going to be the most boring shoe ever. I mean... Can you not see kids running to get their New Balance shoes? <laughs> no. I, I can that, see commercials. It might be worse than the Steph Currys. I, yeah, I don't know about that. Those, those are pretty bad. Two different things, bro. That's yeah. not. Yeah, those are some nice mowing shoes. Well, you know, so when we were talking, Braxton, you know, we were talking earlier about how are we going to make this podcast better? You know, and we're, we're, you know, we're thinking, okay, what, we need some creative segment names. So I thought, how about for... If we're talking a little NBA, we got to be creative a little bit with our title. So I got one for you. All right, let's hear it. Talking about our players of the week, how about who would you share a burger or brat with? He uses uh, our title. All right. Burgers and brats. Are you are you a burger or a brat guy? Got a good burger. Yeah, me too. Brats, they're just like big hot dogs. Yeah, it's not, good. Not it's good hot. on the side, but yeah. always got to go a little cheese. You know, get a nice bun, a little mayo, cheese, maybe tomato, a little lettuce. You know, you're getting a you're getting a full sandwich, right? Maybe put some chips on there. You ever done that? Put some chips? I have not. It's it'll change your life. Sounds really good right now. Oh man. Why are we not eating while we're doing this? I don't know. Burgers and brats, we don't we gotta get someone to get us some hamburgers. So follow us you know, send us something on Twitter. If you're good at cooking, we'll try your food and give you a shout out. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens. But so, who would you share a burger brought with? Your player of the week. Who do you got out of the East and the West? What do you got? I got the second place Milwaukee Bucks, the Greek Freak. The Greek Freak. However you say his name, I, I still can't pronounce Ante it. Ante Tecumpo? Ante Tecumpo. I think that's how it is, yeah. Giannis? He's, he's averaging 27.2 points per game, 13 rebounds per game, 5.7 assists per game. So he's playing really great basketball. He's got the Bucks in second place. I don't know how long that'll last. He's usually he usually gets injured during the season, so those will decline and the record will probably decline as well. But he's playing great basketball as he usually does. He's a he's a great player. I think he's top five in the league for sure. Dude dude can ball. He is yeah. a he's a Greek freak. Yeah. Well yeah, you want me to go ahead with mine? You wanna do your other one too? Go ahead, you, who else All right. you got? Now in the West, I got Tobias Harris, the okay. Clippers, first place Clippers. Oh, nice. Yep. Averaging 21.5 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, and 2.2 assists per game. I don't think he'll be that good later in the season because Helping he's that hot Clippers. start with the Clippers, yep. though. Yep. We'll see how long that lasts as well. Yeah. Okay, so the East, I've got – you talked to Colton, you know, narcissist earlier in the show, but – 
Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler earlier this week had a game-winning shot against Brooklyn on Sunday night, 127-125. He had 34 points, 12 boards, shot 55% from the field, 5 for 6 on threes, 7 for 7 on free throws. That's who's I got coming out of the East. I mean, he won that game for the 76ers, helping them keep that third place uh, spot in the East. Out of the West, I've got James Harden. Now, James Harden on Monday night in a 135-131 loss in overtime to Washington put up not 30, not 40, but 54 a points. 50 piece. A 50 piece on Washington, 13 assists and eight rebounds, almost a triple-double out of that. And uh, that's my guy from the West. So He got cooked by the Mavs, though, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have to you know go in and look at the box score. I mean, actually, looking at it right now, he actually had a triple-double against the Mavs tonight. He had 25 points and 17, uh, 11 and 17. So, I'm telling you, he's leading, he's leading this Rockets team, but this Rockets team right now is not going very far. So I saw Luka Doncic drain a step back three over him. So yeah, that was a little embarrassing. Telling you, the I future of the Mavs right there. He can't be your player of the week when he gets done by a rookie like that. Hey, but he went off for fifty-four points That's the other true. night. So I got to give him credit where credit's due. Now speaking of other NBA news, you see Kyle Korver? I did. Traded to the Jazz. He gone for Alec Burks and two future second-round picks. Hey, he's smart. Get out of Cleveland. <laughs> Do you want to lose like what seventy games? No, sorry. Utah's not they're much gonna, better. They're, they're going to lose probably like, what, 50-something? Probably. You know? So. Especially with Corver gone, their three-point shooter. Yeah. I mean, going to the Jazz isn't much better. But the Cav- I think the Cavs won the trade. Two future picks. Corver's yeah. on his way out of the league. You're playing for the future. Yep. All right. Well, so, got anything else to say, Matt? I think I said everything I need to say. We'll, we'll be back on Friday to talk college football, our locks of the week, get us prepared for championship weekend, see what's going to go on in the playoffs. All right, that's a wrap from Burgers and Brats. See you guys next time.